0: everybody welcome back to another edition of the first in orange podcast this is denver post sports writer kyle newman alongside my colleague ryan o'halloran previewing broncos browns this sunday at 225 at mile high but first the big news out here today friday at the valley joe flacco headed to injured reserve that will end his season and hey maybe even his broncos career
1: yeah it might be um you know if i was him, i probably would take that cap hit of 13.6 million and say hey, we're moving on. Take you through the time frame for Flacco, which Vic Fangio provided, sort of confirming every all of our reporting this week, is that it wasn't a four to six injury, four to six week injury. It was a longer one. And as he said, it could have been six weeks of doing nothing, then practice for two weeks before you can be able to play. He goes, It could have been an eight-week injury where you then another week. So he goes, You guys can do the math. Well, the math is simple. He would not have been available to play another game this year. And so IR made a lot of sense. Do it now because you need to call it Brett Rippon. You know, they only had one healthy quarterback on the roster. So, you know, Vic said that Flacco has been around the building this week, sat in the meetings and stuff, and said that, you know, he's not experiencing a lot of discomfort, which surprises the doctors who've looked at the MRI. The MRI makes the decision for him. So Flacco down, Rippon up, Drew Locke in the bullpen, potentially. Brandon Allen starts. The lock thing, just for an explainer purpose, is once you start practicing off IR, you have three weeks to make a decision. That clock doesn't stop if you have a buy. So this would have been one week. Next week when everybody's on vacation would have been week number two, then week number three. Then they would have had to make a decision. Now they can push that timetable back. I expect Drew to be on the active roster at some point Um late November, early December. And I expect him to start some games at the end of the season. That's the benefit of the Flacco injury. Take advantage of it by seeing what you got in lock. Ripping gets called up. Boise State guy, undrafted free agent. You are writing about him for Sunday's paper. It's online now at DenverPost.com. What were some of Brett's uh, thoughts?
0: Yeah, so he's just one play away now. Uh, if Brandon Allen goes down or if Allen goes out there and throws a couple picks uh he's a couple plays away so you know he's he's known that he's kept that same mindset since he was signed as an undrafted free agent out of Boise State and I mean this is a guy who has been a a gunslinger up in the Pacific Northwest he set all kinds of prep records in high school out out of Spokane then goes on to Boise State and becomes the Mountain West all-time leading passer
1: yeah and uh, you know he had his Trials and tribulations in the preseason, he was playing with third and four stringers. He threw that winning touchdown pass to Juwan Winfrey in the Hall of Fame game, but they liked him a lot. Um, they gave him a little bit of a bump in money when they signed him just to say, hey, we believe in you, we want to develop you. He cleared waivers, went to the practice squad. So. Brandon Allen, this is his game. I think the only way Brett Rubin gets on the field is if
0: there's an injury. Uh, but let's say hey, let's. I mean, with how weak the pass protection has been this year, we've seen the shots Flacco's taken. Could be just one play. I mean, I, I'm not putting it too far out of the realm of possibility that he gets in this game due to injury.
1: Well, I'm on Brown and Allen side. I think he's. I think his mobility is going to be. Put to use, <laughs> and while we're on the pass protection front, uh, Vic Fangio ruled out Jawan James, right tackle, with the knee. Tight end Jeff Hiredman uh, with the knee as well. Okay, now James, he's less than 32 snaps, and now nine games. So Wilkinson's back in. The Hiredman injury is going to create probably more chances for playing time for Noah Fant, even though he already led the tight ends in that area. Troy Fumagalli is probably going to be activated for the first time since Week Four. So, Brandon Allen. I ran into him in the locker room today. He's fired up. All his family's coming in. you we'll have that story in Sunday's Denver Post. Um, he said, "Hey, this is a regular game plan. Uh, he has a command of the offense, and you know what it's going to be is different. Um, he does some things um, on the move that's better than Joe Flacco, and, and it should be. He's you know 27 years younger than Joe. So, <laughs> as as Vic said, hey, I'm excited to see what the guy can do, and that's what the fans should be too. It's something different. Uh, make most fans had." You know, seen enough of Joe Flacco at this point, and uh, maybe this can give uh, maybe Brandy can give this offense a boost, and they could reach twenty five points for the first time in more than a year. Uh, the other guy that you're writing about is going to be in Saturday's paper is Fred Brown. I had to do a double take on the first play against the Colts when it was nineteen Fred Brown and not seventeen Deshaun Hamilton starting opposite a Cortland Sutton at
0: receiver. Fred's got a great story doesn't he he really does uh, Jackson Mississippi kid and playing in high school played for a team that won eight games in his four years there didn't get widely recruited at the inner city high school he went to goes on Mississippi State uh, is developing as a wide out there then gets kicked off a team his senior year dismissed from school uh, for an honor code violation so he has all that finally some, some somehow finds his way back into football with the Colts as an undrafted free agent spends time on their practice squad on the Rams practice squad finally ends up in Denver and he's been grinding here now he was on the practice squad at the Broncos got called up to the active roster September 24th and then like you said I think the playing time that we saw from Brown on Sunday last Sunday in Indianapolis that says a lot about where this coaching staff feels he's at and he's competing right there with Deshaun for that number two spot I
1: think it's also an indictment on Hamilton I mean, right. this is a draft pick who was here last year yeah, was getting regular playing time this year in the offense, even with Emmanuel Sanders. If you're Deshaun, you got to say, okay, what am I not doing? Because Tim Patrick's coming back after the bye against Minnesota. He's going to take a lot of snaps at receiver. So, I mean, it could be a top three of Sutton, Patrick, and Brown. And if you're Deshaun, you're a fourth-round pick only in your second year. Not that they're giving up on you, but you know, this last half of the year is pretty important for him. He's got to pick it up. And, uh, you know, they're not they don't run a lot of four receiver stuff so uh, there's this rotation but when patrick comes back and we can talk about this a couple weeks and we see what hamilton's play time is and then you know Juwan winfrey do they keep six receivers deontay spencer he's safe because he has, has brought some stability to the return game so you know that's uh that's something they'll have to address when when tim patrick's eligible to come back to the roster the other story we got going is uh, Brandon Allen, the Life and Times of number two. Life and Times of B.A., excuse me. B.A., as, as
0: they're calling him already here in Denver. Yeah,
1: that's what, that's what, he got, uh, that's what we called him in Jacksonville. So I was told to say, just call him B.A. So uh, I talked to his mom, dad, two brothers, sister. So I transcribed all that stuff. Now I'm trying to put it into a coherent story. And basically what the gist is, hey— this is a sports family. This is a football family cuz I asked them I said, are "You going to be excited or nervous Sunday at 225?" And they all they all said, "Hey, this is we're going to be fired up." I mean, but he goes they said they don't expect Rand to be overly nervous because one of the strengths of him as a quarterback is his demeanor. He doesn't get a lot of stuff. doesn't let a lot of stuff get to him. And, you know, as Austin Allen, his brother, who succeeded him at Arkansas, a quarterback said, his, you know, you can't tell whether he threw four touchdowns or three interceptions. And they figured that's a strength is he can roll with the punches that will invariably come up, particularly if Miles Garrett is matched up against the left tackle Garrett Bowles. And, you know, that's going to be a, a bout of adversity as well. So,
0: well, let's break this game down real quick. Uh, who you got? Well, I got the Broncos coming up late, not because of Brandon Allen, but because of that defense, maybe with a couple turnovers, a, a pick off Baker Mayfield late. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the the issues that Denver faces in Miles Garrett. He's got 10 sacks tied for the NFL lead. Um, of course, the Browns got some weapons at wideout. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., 1A and 1B. They got Nick Chubb in the backfield. Baker Mayfield, even though he's tied for the NFL lead in interceptions, having a bit of a sophomore slump, he's eligible to break out of that at any time. So, lots of moving parts here but I see the Denver defense cinching down like it has since you know week four five ish and helping this team get a W at at mile high
1: the Broncos are going to score more than 25 points for the first time this year
0: and that's a huge prediction I mean would you like to go to Vegas and wager on that because that I mean that's that's big right there that hasn't happened in what 17 straight games
1: yeah uh, 18 would tie the team record from back in 92 Uh, I I would not put any money on this game Uh, I would not put any money on any NFL game because I've covered it too long and I was Like, how do these people do it? But I think... I think the backup quarterback is going to give this team a spark. You know, he's going to be able to avoid some trouble. Uh, he's going to be able to maybe run for a first down instead of throwing it away. And uh, I, I got the Bronx with a close one. one. Cleveland's offense is not great shakes either right now. Mayfield is struggling, tied for the league lead in interceptions. He's not being able to find Beckham a lot, not being able to find Landry a lot. So uh, I would expect Chris Harris to be on Beckham and then maybe sort of do a bracket coverage on Landry, maybe, maybe even double him with a safety and corner Devontae harris so broncos would go into the buy at three and six well, let's not call it momentum but at least they're going in with a win
0: good folks first in orange podcast ryan o'halloran there kyle Newman here bringing you this broncos analysis appreciate you tuning in be sure to head to denverpost.com broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the rest of the season until next time folks take it easy